0: interesting that we have to refer to it as breaking into advertising. Who's guarding the door? What's the secret password? And why does it feel like I'm committing a crime to get a career? It's BS. Jared Higgins, creative director and Nicole Kaptur, senior producer at Wyden and Kennedy recognize this as an issue. So they did something. Right now, they're accepting applications to Wyden Kennedy's incubator program called the Kennedys. Jared and Nicole are leading the Kennedy's program as co-directors, and they are currently looking for eight, eight aspiring creatives to teach how to create great ads through a hybrid approach of learnings tailored towards your passions. Yes, they're accepting applications right now as we speak, and that closes February 14th. The program lasts six months, and they will fly you out and house you in Portland, which is pretty damn cool. But I will let Jared and Nicole speak for the rest of the program in this episode. But we also get a glimpse into how Jared and Nicole broke in advertising, of course. Both with interesting and different stories, we learn a lot in this episode about the culture of creativity within Widen. They've both been there for 10 plus years each. They're great people running a great program. To apply and see their profiles, head over to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod, all one word at breaking and entering pod for the necessary links and the necessary resources to better your application. Chicago Portfolio School supports this episode. In one year, you will develop a portfolio that will likely get noticed by hiring recruiters at great agencies across the country. They have helped thousands of people like yourself break into the the ad industry. So check them out at chicagoportfolio.com or reach out to me. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schalber. Kick it, Mikey. All right, we got Nicole Capter and Jared Higgins. Nicole, did I say your last name correctly?
1: You did, right on the money.
0: Great. How are you both doing? Welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Doing great. Thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, doing well. Thanks for, uh, yeah, echoing that.
0: Yep. This will be a fun one. Both of you work at Widen & Kennedy. Can you both tell us your roles there? We'll start with you, Nicole.
1: Okay. I am a senior producer at Widen & Kennedy. I have been there... Almost a dozen years. I like to say a dozen. Makes me feel like a baker in a lot. I've been, I think, in broadcast production for nine of those years. Wow. Um,
2: yeah. Very cool. you awesome. Just Jared, say, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a creative director at Wyden. I've been there almost a dozen years, too, to use Nicole's dozen. dozen. Um,
1: right? <laughs>
2: yeah, it feels uh,
0: long. <laughs> but it's great. This is interesting. We were talking uh, before we started recording. 10 or 12 years is a dozen, I believe. 12. Because I'm not even close to that. And that is super interesting that people, that you two, have been at one agency for so long. A lot of people I interview and a lot of people my age are bouncing around a lot. And that just seems like the norm. And, Nicole, we were talking. That's just like what I grew up in, In the graduating in 2020. It's just people are switching every... I heard an interview the other day. Every three months, somebody got a new job. So what was, like, for both of you,
2: what's kept you at Wyden for so long?
1: I took the first one, Jared. Do you want to go with this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple for me. Like, I just never had a good reason to leave. I've always enjoyed the work that I got to work on. I've always been fortunate to work with amazing, talented, funny, smart, crazy people. The brands have always been fun. And I just don't really want to, like, mess with my happiness if I'm enjoying myself and working with good people. Like, yeah. I, I understand the, the allure of jumping around and making there is an upside to that for sure. But for me, there was just never anything that was worth, like, giving up something I really loved doing,
1: to be honest.
2: Yeah. If it's not broke, don't yeah. fix it,
1: yeah. right? I think mine is similar, but uh, slightly different. I came in a non-traditional way there, and it's always just been a place. It was important that the right that I was at the right place environment-wise and cultural fit, and it's always been kind of like the Wild West. Like I feel like if you can carve out whatever business you want there or what you want to do there, they allow that playground for you to do it. So that's why it's always been great for me. I've been able to kind of shop around within the agency, and whenever I want to do something, they've been super supportive in that. So and, and my home is in Portland, so yes. it works really well.
2: The other thing, Gina, that might be interesting for people thinking about and looking for their first jobs is taking a job in a city like Portland, where there are other great agencies here, but really there's, it, it's a lot fewer than you might see like in New York City or Chicago or LA or something like that in Richmond or Portland. Yes, or- I was just thinking in Richmond too you there's a couple options there but once you run through those you may have to move this is all pre-covid obviously like now the rules the rules have changed but it's just i think that's the other side of it is like if you want to leave wide in portland and none of the other agencies in portland are interested in you or you're not interested in them or just doesn't work out like you may have to move so that that's just a another interesting factor when you when you move into like one of these kind of cities Yeah.
0: And Nicole, you just mentioned that you're from Portland.
1: Not from Portland, but I've been here for over 20 years. I'm originally from Alaska. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, (laughs) Pacific Northwest. But I've always found like Portland is a... widen influences Portland and Portland influences widen. It's a very artsy, creative city within its own right. So it just offers this environment where you can where you can do that at widen and you can also pursue other creative endeavors just by the energy of the city.
0: Yeah. What's like uh, what, what's, what else is that in Portland? Like what's good food spots? Like, where do you love to go?
1: Oof. Well, it's, it's different now, there's so much closed. I'm a little biased. My husband is in the restaurant industry okay. <laughs> so, with a couple of really awesome spots. So, Clyde's
2: yeah, <laughs> Prime Rib. Yeah,
1: I'm actually <laughs> like, it's a plug now. It's Clyde's <laughs> Prime <Palette>. Rib <laughs> and the Lighthouse in another. So I'm a little biased in there, but it's tough. Portland is such a foodie town. And so the pandemic hits when you have so many independent restaurants and yes. people support that because it is its own creative Lane, but food carts have have really been a thing. The smaller brick and mortars are a thing, but they're still out there and there's still people making really great food and the weather's actually clear, so we can go out and see what's left and out there still.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. I've never been and I've heard such great things about it and I'll have to make that a trip someday someday. Yeah, it's fun. So all right, I want to break this down because two guests uh, doesn't happen very often and obviously we have two guests on because we're promoting the program that you guys have just started. It's launched. When is it launching? It's the Kennedys program, right? Ran-, ran by you YouTube. Yeah. When is that launching? Let's 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 hint on that before we dive in completely. Give us a little teaser about it. All the specs. Yeah. yeah. So
2: at the time that this podcast comes out, we are actively accepting applications for a program called the Kennedys. Um, the Kennedys is a creative incubator that operates inside Widen and Kennedy, Portland, kind of as an agency within an agency, kind of an advertising school. It's an advertising school in that we're teaching people to make advertising, but Nicole and I think that the best way to do it is through, like, creative cross-training, for lack of a better term, with the scaffold of, like, traditional advertising training. So the basics of what an idea is, how to create, compelling messages, but you're going to be making a ton of stuff. So it's hybrid.
0: Hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. The classic training.
2: Classic training and then jumping into real assignments really fast, as well as creative assignments designed for like artistic development and portfolio building. So you're, you're getting the classic ad training Mm -hmm. through real assignments and you're getting, you know, a lot of cool projects on the side from, from outside speakers and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, what are the, Nicole, you want to tell us some more specs like like give us the, the the features of it like how long is it who can apply let's just let's sure. hammer those out.
1: Sure, get those details out. So, we are doing 8 students for 6 months and that'll be starting April 1st and then the program will end October 1st. Let's see. I think that's it. April 1st. We're, we're so that that yeah. seems really fitting and kind of kismet. We are there will be a housing stipend Flights will be paid and there will be benefits, benefits package, and then also a salary.
0: Ah, so. very nice. Very compelling. Eight people, correct? That will be selected.
1: Eight lovely souls. Wow.
0: How are you going to pick them? You're going to get like a bunch of applicants. There's, there's how many you have right now? Like thousands. We got
2: a good, we got a good number. We got a good number. How are you going to pick them? It. How are we going to pick? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's going to be a hard task. Well, here's what I'll say. like, We are looking for people who might not currently be in the advertising pipeline, if that makes any sense. So we, we're we not trying to compete. Like the VCUs and the advertising schools, mm-hmm. I went to VCU. They serve like a, a really amazing purpose, and people that go there will get a lot out of it. We're kind of looking for people who wouldn't, otherwise find themselves at widen ideally like people who might not even know advertising is a career some of them so coders writers designers artists like people who run really complex dnd campaigns makers just people who are kind of interested in working in creativity that aren't just looking for a back door into widen or something like that like it's it's we're really looking for people outside of the the traditional, yeah, the talent pipeline.
1: Yeah. I think creatives, makers, there's, I mean, those come in all different types and shapes. And I think sometimes the traditional pipeline, well, great. It obviously is easy to go from one step to the next. What about the person who does write quite a bit or who is automatically has their own Instagram and is making their own product or selling their own product or creating and making and producing? Like, how does that person end up turning their creative craft into a career and knowing that you can
0: gotcha how are you targeting people that probably don't even know if your target's widened or people that don't know what Wyden is how are you going to target them how are you going to get their attention it's really you know,
1: hard. we have a way of attracting creative weirdos It's just <laughs>
2: <laughs> a great question i mean some of it is just through our traditional white and kennedy channels and you just hope that some friends of friends hear about it. And a lot of the messaging that we that we put out there with our like widened social posts were please pass this to somebody who you know who might be a really inspiring creative person looking for something else to do. But outside of that we're we're running some digital ads in different communities that are not traditionally like advertising focused. <laughs> and we are putting up like billboards in some random random cities around America that aren't the New York and the LA and the, the what you would tr- traditionally consider creative hubs because Nicole's from Alaska. I'm from Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. Creative people live everywhere. Right. And so we're, we're trying to toss out some, some fishing lines to see if anybody's interested from that, that may not have even be on LinkedIn at all.
0: Yeah. Or, you mentioned this on your and that's interesting. You're not you're targeting people not even on LinkedIn. That that's where I mainly live. So <laughs> that's interesting. But so you're targeting people, and you said on the website people that maybe not even know or have any background in advertising. Why? That's my main question. <laughs> Why are you looking for these people? Because there are, and I'm actually vouching for me and yeah. for my audience who are passionate about advertising. Yeah. they they studied in college or they knew that they wanted to be in this creative industry. So are you shutting those people out? I mean, I don't want to be so aggressive, but I just want to make sure like we get the understanding of the process.
2: No, we're not shutting anybody out, to be honest. I think what, what we're really doing is looking for people with points of view that haven't been like fully molded into the advertising training machine. Mm. And and I only mean and I don't mean that as a negative thing, because again, I went through that exact same mm. training. I think what we're looking for is anybody, period whether they're an advertising student or somebody in El Paso, who just sees the world slightly differently, who um, will come at problems differently than Nicole and I will, or people at White and Kennedy currently will, who are looking for training that they're not currently getting and access that they don't currently have. And that's why it was so important for us to make sure that this program would pay for people's housing and pay for flights because we're trying to tear down the the socioeconomic barriers. We're trying to find people who, for whatever reason, haven't found themselves here yet, if that makes any sense. So no, I mean, it's not like we are, I mean, I work in advertising, Nicole works in advertising, of course, we'll take take the best brains that show up. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, we wanna make sure that we're looking outside. We wanna make sure we're like turning over stones going where people aren't already seeking out widen or an advertising agency period, because typically those, and again, painting with a a broad brush here, but we just want to make sure that people aren't getting ignored, that should be having these opportunities. Yeah. And advertising
1: is not traditional really. I mean, it is, but there is other avenues and other pathways which I think sometimes it, it's opened it up where a lot of there are creative people out there that don't understand or even know that world exists, but right. know, you know, have an idea and know they um, can create. Can and, and there are quite a few people, even applicants that we've come across that don't have any ad background, but understand advertising and marketing in a sense. Um, in the way that you're like, okay, this is going to be, they can understand it. It's going to be nice, nice to mold in that way. But creative people can come from any, any facet and we're not excluding or anything, but I think like Jared said, we want to create, we want to break down any other barriers.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's one, sorry to interrupt you, but here's one more way of thinking about it. I'm sure what people learn at Chicago or other um, recruiters have talked about is the game of getting a job, the game of portfolio building. At least in my experience, you're trying to make a portfolio that fits into this it's got the squares with the projects and it's got a diversity of industry. And it's got like even creating a portfolio is a barrier for people to get into advertising, right? Like it takes time training it takes resources. Like, and it literally, it has no bearing on whether you're ready for the job or not. It's just kind of, it's a, it's, it's months of time that you have to put in. So the other thing that this allows us to do, being more committed to this type of a process, lets us spend more time, digging into the person through interviews and through question the application process that we've asked them so that you could get into this program without any sort of portfolio if your skills are there and your thinking is there. Mm-hmm. Um, because when recruiters and creative directors look at books, if you're not if you haven't crafted it right, you get like 16 seconds of them looking at it and if they don't like it, it's gone. It's off the table. Yeah. You know, so I think that's the other thing that is I don't know. I don't, I don't like it, but I don't know any other way around it, but yeah.
1: And no way to like understand what, how to make it better. Right. I think that's one thing that people are like, I didn't, I, I didn't know I needed to make better work or I didn't know that my work wasn't good. I mean, you don't, right. you don't know. So I think there's, there's that piece too of like shutting that barrier down.
0: Yeah yeah i love it uh, i mean there are a lot of barriers and that's why we call this this podcast breaking and entering because it feels like you're committing a crime you're you broke in to the industry it's pretty <laughs> simple and i i like when people hear the name of the podcast they automatically get it and you guys yeah. are doing that in your own way as well and it's great you know i think david griner he works at adweek i don't know if you guys follow him he mentioned it would be interesting if all agencies had a program like this and their own mm-hmm. but an incubator I, of some sort.
2: I We've talked a lot about this. I mean, I think I could imagine that future where agencies mm-hmm. are investing in young talent, like paying them to learn on the agency's dollar and investing in them. And if if you decide to go somewhere else, then that's our fault, you know, for not yeah. making the, the agency appealing enough for you to stay. Now, what's
0: interesting about that, the only counterpoint there would be then the agency you would you would have to think is prepping whoever the students to work on their own and their own style and
1: mm-hmm. their
0: own way of thinking. Yeah. So, which is, which is what you should, I mean, that's what I would do. Like, this is our way of doing it. Here's how you do it. Then now come work for us, but that might not be very universal. So,
2: yeah. In a way I think that's kind of what happens anyways, whether it's formalized or not, you find your, Creative director, or executive producer, or whoever that is, your mentor, and you—it's you, almost like an apprenticeship. You you do sort of learn their thing and what they're good at, and their method of writing scripts, how they produce, who the directors that they like to work with. And it does form your style, but I know I, I see your point.
0: Yeah. So, how did you guys develop your style? Is my question. We know the Kennedy's program is coming up. It's live right now as people are listening to this. So, they what's the website? Called? Yeah.
2: It's the PDX.com. Beautiful.
0: It's a cool website. Nice, nicely done. Thanks. And I'm really excited about the graphic you guys sent in for our social. I'm going to post that.
2: Take ourselves really seriously here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Love it. Yeah. So I want to get into now, like how you guys got started in the industry, and you guys are doing right now. You have a program where you're helping people get started in the industry. So I want to hear about how you both did it. And we can start off with Nicole, because you caught my attention immediately when you said you're from Anchorage.
1: Yeah, I'm from Anchorage. So I think it's interesting because Jared and I came into the industry very differently and through ad school and me literally just wanting to get back to work um, after having my second son, who's about to turn 14. So you can imagine how long ago this was. I met with a mentor of mine and I just said, I don't know what... Kind of industry. I just want to be somewhere where I can. There's quite a few different options. I can figure it out. I want to be in a great environment. And this was recently. This was at a job placement agency that I had worked at through my mentor years ago. And she was like, "You should check out Wyden." And I was like, yeah, "I'm familiar with them. All right, let me just. We'll see. We'll see what happens." So went in for an interview. There was an opening for a creative assistant, which is creating, which is assisting creative directors. So I went and that was at a time when we had the target account. And then there were just two creative directors doing the whole target account. I kind of was a wet gremlin account. It just grew and grew. So it went from two CDs to four CDs to five to one times six. And I was successfully handling all of their schedules, all of the work. But at the meantime, just trying to figure out like, do I, do I want to be here? And I think they were kind of figuring out like, do you, do we want you here? So it was a really kind of a nice chance for me to figure out the agency itself and how that runs. And I was given opportunity to just check out different things. Is it media? Is it accounts? And I really, really was akin to production and making things. And I think from there, it just, for me, production is a very hybrid role. Like I get to use my creative side, but I also get to use my other organizational side and um, type A, but I'm not really type A. Um so it it just felt really nice, felt for me a way to be around the work and kind of be amused to the work, but also be able to get it out there and and feed that other side of my brain, too.
0: Love it. What yeah. would you say are some of the necessary skills to be an effective producer?
1: I think for Wyden, it is, and probably anywhere I think an effective producer, you've got to you've got to stay calm. I try and keep a little bit of levity in me all the time. We're making commercials, so (laughs) I'm kind of reminding myself of that. I'm still taking the work seriously, but I think that, and I think just real, for me, producers, it's always weird when you tell people, like, especially when we're talking to young kids, is like, what do do producers do? And it's a really hard thing to describe because you kind of just make shit happen. And so whether that's like your connections, whether that's just being able to relate to all types of people, but being able to effectively, calmly with some levity, lead a team.
2: Yeah,
0: it's hard to do.
1: Yeah, and be a chameleon because your teams change, your CDs change, your brand changes, your clients change, um, your vendors. So being able to relate to all of those people and the amount of you know producers that you deal with from beginning to end as your counterpart as well, and just being able to relate to all of those people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah, it's it's a tough job, and I, I have a lot of respect for producers especially good ones what's like a cool project that you've recently done or one that comes to mind that you're really proud of
1: i gosh i've done a lot of re- i think the animated stuff i did for travel Oregon mm-hmm. uh with nick stokes and ansel wallen thing was was really fun work KFC stuff was always fun. Mm -hmm. I think all of those, the ones that I've had the most fun on, right? Like it's because it's the people and what we're doing. And it's the one where you get to be kind of this third arm of the creative team. When you're making things quickly, I think Old Spice is another one. They, Jared and I worked on a lot of Old Spice stuff together and it's fun and it is scrappy. And I think those are the productions that are the, the most fun. Everybody's wearing different hats. You're thinking on the fly, Mm got to make it work. Everybody's kind of like in on it, like, well, we'll see if it works or not. It just seems to be the most where you're creating content and you're making stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys have a lot of, over the past dozen years, I'm sure you've worked with some great clients. So that's always, that's always helpful and great people. Jared, let's talk about you. So a little bit different type of story, right? How did you break into advertising? What did that look like? Where are you from? Give us the rundown.
2: It's a much less interesting story than Nicole's so I'll make it <laughs> quick. Yeah, I'm from Oklahoma City. I was like a band nerd. I played the tuba through high school and college and ended up at the Brand Center. Actually, I applied to the Brand Center and got denied. I applied as an art director and got the uh, what's it? the the I got rejected pretty quickly which was not fun. And then Rick Boyko, who was the president or the chairman at the time, called me back and told me they were starting a new program, a new track called Creative Technology, which is now I think called Experience Design. Okay, they were looking for students to be in the Creative Technology program. And I had coded a project in my application. So he, even mm-hmm. though he wasn't really a coder, he was like, Hey, do you want to be in this Creative Technology program? And I asked him, Is it still a creative role? And he was like, Yeah, it's like, okay, let's do it. So I went there and it was crazy. They're really very much figuring it out on the fly. Credit, they did a pretty good job and I learned a lot of stuff. And then it was almost like, just because that new track was open, Wyden and Kennedy came to the brand center that year and they hadn't been for a while just mm-hmm. to check out the track and see what it was like. And Lauren Ranke, who's still the creative recruiter there now, Came And even though my portfolio was like far from ready, I just sort of asked her if she'd look at it. And that started the, the wheels turning and I ended up getting hired there as a hilarious title that doesn't even exist anymore as it shouldn't, which was non-traditional creative. This is a long time ago when there was, it was kind of a stopgap. Every agency was trying to figure out like, how do we do internet stuff for some reason? I don't know if this is true or not, but people would say like, our creatives don't want to work on internet briefs. <laughs> I can't imagine that it's true, but who knows? So anyways, when I got into the brand center, I wasn't looking at Gift Horse in the mouth. Okay, I'll do it. And then they got rid of that, that role because every creative right. soon had those skills, right? So you just didn't need so- it anymore. What'd
0: you, tra- what'd you transition to then?
2: I became a copywriter because I had sold a couple projects that, and, and, and Widen's credit, the briefs that I got when I had that title were awesome. They were crazy, mm. weird, like, they put me on some very <laughs> interesting briefs. So but when you'd sell it, you're the creative on the team, so I just had to write stuff kind of by necessity, so I became a copywriter. Right. Um, and I did the classic thing where you um, work on the brands nobody wants to work on. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that one of the creative director teams that I was working with was, were the two guys that were running Old Spice. So uh-huh. when tiny accounts went away, they just absorbed me into the Old Spice group, which again was like the best possible scenario, just sort of was in the right place at the right time for the third time in a row. Yeah.
0: When, did you guys create the first like Isaiah Mustafa commercial when he was on the horse, like
2: the original one? I did not do that. No, that was before my time. That was Craig Allen and Eric Coleman. And that was at Wyden? Yep. Yeah. Wyden and Kennedy did it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And it's still a client. Uh, and you, you were actually, you worked on the, the recently, the Terry Cruz versus Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh,
2: how recent it is now, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I okay. I saw that it was on your portfolio, and I thought that was really fun and just, oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: both of those guys are amazing. The nicest people you could ever imagine. Super talented. Ooh, that's a fun question. Who are some interesting people, or celebrities,
0: or famous people you guys have worked with, <laughs> and that surprised you, or you, you really enjoyed?
1: I enjoy them all. I should say it's an experience, so I always enjoy them all, even if they're even if it wasn't <laughs> a <laughs> wonderful sure. production or you who know, are those people? Um, who, <laughs> you know, walking. I haven't it's really,
2: really
1: terrible. I haven't had that experience, so I don't have anybody horrible. I mean, I we worked with quite a few celebrities, I think, during the KFC mm-hmm. you know era of their kernels, mm-hmm. um, but everybody I've always worked with has been really i mean really great
0: who put a goatee on reba yeah that's me
1: (laughs) (laughs) but we um,
2: yeah definitely was there for that ride
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well that's what i mean when when you're at a great agency and you're doing great work you're gonna meet cool people that's one of the the pros right what are some other like benefits over the pat that has kept you in the past 12 years 11 12 years at wide what keeps you to stay
2: for me i think that there's a like a love of experimentation at the office that i think every agency would tell you that and some of them probably mean it but it, i've just always found it to be true that in the creative department and the production department there's this sense of like, how did you make that? Or is like the highest compliment that you can give somebody like, how did you guys do this? Not like, obviously that's so smart, that's so funny, it's great, but like, just bewilderment that something exists is a really high compliment in our office and always has been. And for me, that just is exactly what I want. Cause yeah. you know, I think I like novelty and new things and i doing the same thing over and over again is my definition of, of hell. So the office really is amazing at finding new ways to like break platforms, break um, convention, try new things, even if they don't work. It's still valued there. Like, wow, I can't believe you guys. That's awesome. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really smart people, nice people. Like no, like jerks show up, but they always kind of get scared off. <laughs> right. uh, that for me, those are the, some of the things for me. And there's more, but I'll let Nicole talk. Sure. Thank um, you.
1: It's an absolute playground. Even when I've had terrible days, it's a good place to be. And I think it is the people and the energy and the space to try new things. I mean, the fact that I've been there this long and this opportunity came about because Jared and I worked together before. It's a nice playground and the people are great. Um, people all want to make something, which is really nice. All are working towards the same goal, which I don't necessarily know if I, if I ever see all the time where it feels like everybody who's on the project from accounting to BA to creatives to our brand team, like everybody is really together for the, for the common goal of making the work which is nice. And that's beautiful. It feels like even when, even when you all know that it may not be the best, like you're still all supporting and going towards that goal. It's just a really good, it's a good place. And a lot of it is people, and the opportunity and the working together.
0: And what advice do you have for somebody that's listening that uh, wants to work at Wyden or an agency of the caliber?
2: Hmm. Yeah. It's a tough one. I think if you asked me how to get a job in advertising, I would have the same pause because it's just, (laughs) there's so much wrapped up in it. I think Widen specifically looks for, we have a motto, which I'm not even sure I fully agree with all the time, which is hire wrong. I think it should be changed to like look in the wrong places, kind of like we discussed before. Like you don't want to hire the wrong people, but look in places where you, you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah, Because one of the things that makes widen has always been just this kind of like misfit mentality, like people that didn't quite fit in other places. And there's a long history of people that work there that did really, really well and are still doing really, really well who had zero advertising background at all. Like a lot of producers, for instance, were like waitresses at this restaurant or creative director who was a, a janitor down the street who just like found his way into um, the previous iteration of Wyden's in-house school called 12. It's, it's, I think it's because it's in Portland. It's not near all the other like advertising, the fanciness. It, It feels like a lot of the, a lot of the like artifice is stripped away a little bit. But I think if you're trying to get a job as a creative, what do you as a person like, not like what's a good ad in your mind, not what seems like a commercial that you would see on the TV. Like it's what are you bringing to the table that nobody else will? And everybody has one. It's not like you have to go find one. I guess I got to learn how to skateboard or they're not going to hire me. It is, you might not think it's interesting. It's just, what is the, the thing that makes you special and perfecting or really working on craft? That's the other thing that Wyden really cares about is craft. And Craft has a different meaning now than it used to. Craft used to mean perfectly wordled words and exquisitely shot films. Like, craft means a different thing on every platform, right? Like, craft on TikTok means something different than craft in a Super Bowl commercial, which means something different from craft in a digital extension or a social campaign. Like, you're not going to put the same level of execution dollars into a tweet that you would a Super Bowl spot. but the tweet could blow up more than a Super Bowl spot. So okay. whatever craft you're practicing, just make sure you are as far down the road as you can get yourself. Yeah. Love it. Nicole, anything to
1: add? Um it's it's hard to say how would you get a job at Wyden because I came from a non traditional place of it. I just was like, all right, let's just try this out. So yeah. But I I do agree with that. I do think even within the walls of white and some of the greatest campaigns have come from people who weren't actually considered creatives. So I think it's a place that once you're there, it allows you to play. You just have to know how, what to do and the onus is on you to do it, but it allows that. And so I do think, and it is a place that you have to work on your craft always. I mean, it definitely. And I think because you are surrounded by such amazing, smart, creative people in all departments, makes you want to right? like you're yeah. constantly wanting to it's like a healthy challenge and competition to constantly be working on your craft and what that means to you right and molding it to where it feels it feels right and it feels better i think that there's it, it allows an energy in a place where you're you can always continue working on it and Love continue it. pushing and perfecting your craft yeah it's never going to be perfect but you can just keep working at it <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, it's a process, and you got yeah. you got to enjoy the process over time.
1: Yeah,
0: and it sounds like you guys are in a spot that makes it enjoyable, which always helps. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's possible. Yeah.
0: Okay. Any other? I mean, the Kennedys. That is. Do you want to do any other sign off there with the Kennedys program to our listeners? Any messaging about that that you want to get out there?
2: I think if you're interested, apply. Like, yeah. don't worry about if you're feel good enough or if you meet the qualification the the limited qualifications like we are open to anybody of any age whether you're older or younger like we we just want to see really fascinating people and put together a group of people that are going to have a lot of fun for six months and, and make some crazy stuff so yeah if you're interested apply
0: what's the and i should have asked this earlier maybe i did what's the end goal with that group of eight people
2: to get them jobs in creativity, I mean, okay. if they want to end up at Spotify or another agency or wherever. That's great, you know. Oh, great! If obviously, widen will, of course, you know, be looking to hire some people. Yeah. it like, of course, but it's but it'll
0: equip them to to venture out into all creative. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the loose structure that we're talking about is like at the beginning, we're going to do kind of a boot camp. I think maybe I mentioned this earlier, but like a three-week, month-long boot camp that's just like add school and a pill. Like it's coming really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that we want to do is bring in somebody like Lauren Ranky, the creative recruiter at Wyden. At just mm-hmm. as a recruiter, just to explain the world of getting jobs at different kinds of, of companies, talking about portfolios. Here's, mm-hmm. the, here's this universe that you're playing in now. Just so they know in their minds, I think that having information to arm people as they're going into a situ- situation like this is really helpful, but it, it will be very personal for each of them. I think some of them will say, I want to be a director and like we'll steer them towards mentors and projects that will help develop them as directors or I want to be a copywriter and we'll yeah. f- mentors and resources to help push them and opportunities to help push them in that direction. And make people flex into new things because that's part of the, the thesis is is this cross creative cross-training thing, right? Like yeah. you can get better as an art director by learning how to write and vice versa. So yeah. pushing people to try new things.
1: And kind of discovering too, they're creative, right? Like it's, you are a writer, but maybe you're more of a strategic writer. So maybe you've never thought about planning. Maybe you've thought, oh, I just want to make advertising, but you're a great writer, but really more about the strategy in the beginning of it. And so maybe like, oh, I know this world exists and we can talk to strategists. I think it's making sure that these, that creative folks have a a pipeline afterwards, whether that's to continue their craft elsewhere, to stay with us, to better their own business or their own craft. Is the end goal because there's a lot of other jobs that are creative within advertising that maybe you don't know exist. maybe you just think it is art director and a copywriter and that's it maybe you get into it and you're like i really like the other aspect of it and i like producing but i also like that creative side so how does that hybrid exist i think now that we're in this covid world and more of a digital world like i think we're going to start seeing more hybrids of creative people
0: yeah absolutely and i love how on the application i'm looking at it right now you don't ask what role you want to be.
2: Mm. No. no, we asked five fairly open-ended questions and they're more like prompts for you to show off right. than they are questions. And I think we say they're like answer them in whatever format you want, whether it's film or writing or illustration, because mm-hmm. we're, we're again, we're trying to not let make everything be like enter your portfolio. Where, what's your, send us your resume. Like right. that's, it's important, right. but we really just want to see what people are capable of. So the questions are not like gotchas, or <laughs> yes. there's no answer that we're looking for. They're yeah. they're really set up so that at least one of them will be there for you if you are X, Y, Z type of person to be able to, to flex. Yeah,
0: those prompts kind of scare me. <laughs> yeah,
2: it <Yeah>. was <laughs> so I open. Means you're really creative. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, great. I'm excited to see what you guys what well, who the people are and how they become successful in whatever fields that they choose. And maybe you should document. I don't know, document the process some way, or have them do it. Uh, that'd be interesting. W- as a viewer, spectator, I want to follow along. Mm. I'm interested now.
1: Interesting. Okay. Great. Yeah. Ever, yeah cool. we do that well. All right. It's well, great. It's great to be able to have an opportunity to to help people and mentor and to to do that work. I think as a producer, I get to do that very often because you're out producing jobs and it's kind of a lone wolf thing and you're switching from team to team. So I'm really excited to be able to do that one-on-one with people.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it would be super fulfilling. So that is all I got uh, to reach out. I'm going to probably include those links in our Instagram. Cool. If they want to ask you questions, if that's okay, we'll have a link to the, the application that I'll be at breaking and entering pod, all one word on Instagram, breaking and entering pod. But that's all I got. Nicole, Jared, thank you so, so much. This is a wonderful conversation and such a cool program. Thank you for doing that. Did you hear anything on this episode about a job you'd like to have someday soon in advertising, strategy, design, the kind of job where you use your brain and your creativity? If you did, chances are a portfolio can really help you get that job. That's where Chicago Portfolio School comes in. They have programs and classes that help you show off your thinking and get you the job you want. So visit them at chicagoportfolio.com. And if you drop my name, Gino, into the chat box, they'll send you more info and a cool Sharpie. Or just some more info. You can decide that. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram, at Breaking and Entering Pod. It's all one word Breaking and Entering Pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn, and they wanna connect, so do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Buchan Jung, our creative director. Can't do it without you two, and a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency. And it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much. And we
2: will see you next week with another amazing guest.